From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praiselite Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 26th of September, 2018. A tale of two major brand name changes this week, the first of which is Dunkin' Donuts. The restaurant chain announced on Tuesday that it's dropping the word donuts from its name and renaming itself to Dunkin'. The shortened branding will align with the company's emphasis on coffee and other beverages, this according to the Canton, Massachusetts-based company, which also noted that fans have long since referred to its stores as simply Dunkin'. A redesigned logo maintains Dunkin's pink and orange color scheme, as well as its familiar font. The new branding will appear on packaging, advertising, Dunkin's website, and social media channels beginning January 1st of next year. This according to Fox Business, which went on to state that the stores will also feature new signage, while some locations utilizing Dunkin's new design format have already tested the new name over the past year, as noted in a previous report here on the program. Dunkin says that the new branding conveys the company's focus on serving great coffee fast. However, according to a Reuters report, the sift to drive more customers to buy its coffee comes at a time companies such as Starbucks continue to deal with stagnating demand for coffee in the United States. And in the second major brand name change announced this week, U.S. budget cell carrier Metro PCS is also undergoing a name change and a significant offerings update. Starting on the 1st of October of this year, the company will become simply Metro by T-Mobile. The T-Mobile budget prepaid line is striving to let customers know that prepaid doesn't necessarily have to mean cheap, low-end service and devices. In fact, some of the new offerings put many traditional carriers to same. The new Metro's high-end $60 a month plan includes 15 gigabytes of Wi-Fi hotspot for laptops, as well as unlimited smartphone data, a Google One Cloud storage plan subscription, and an Amazon Prime subscription. As a reminder, if you're a power user and eat up more than 35 gigabytes of data on your device, the speed can be throttled, but using up that much data could prove challenging unless all you do is watch HD videos all day every day. The biggest caveat is that that your LTE data is a lower priority than some T-Mobile customers, which means that you would likely see slower service speeds than you would if you were a postpaid T-Mobile subscriber. This according to Android Authority, which stated that this, however, is no different than how Metro PCS has operated in the past, so current Metro PCS, now Metro by T-Mobile customers, will likely see no difference there. In 1921, engineer Paul Galvin and his friend Edward Stewart 
started a storage battery factory in Marshfield, Wisconsin, and it went out of business two years later. But in 1926, Galvin and Stewart restarted their battery manufacturing company, this time in Chicago, Illinois. According to the History Channel, that one went out of business as well, but not before the partners figured out a way for home radios to draw power from an electrical wall outlet. They called it the Dry Battery Eliminator. Galvin bought back the Eliminator, part of his bankrupt company, at auction for $750 and went right back into business, building and repairing pairing eliminators and AC radio sets for customers like Sears Roebuck. But on the 26th of September 1928, the brand new Galvin Manufacturing Corporation started work, and Paul Galvin as owner focused primarily on manufacturing car radios. The concept was a jumpstart for the industry, although a few had been tried out prior, they cost far too much for the average consumer. Galvin enlisted inventors Elmer Wavering and William Lear to retrofit his old Studebaker with a radio, and in June of 1930, Galvin drove 800 miles to the Radio Manufacturers Association's annual meeting in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Parking outside the convention, he turned up the music and waited for the orders to come rolling in. A few did, and according to the History Channel, Galvin sold enough to come close to breaking even for that year. The rest, as they say, is history. Galvin changed the company's name to represent his project, Car Radios, and so combining the word Motors and Victrola, the name of the popular phonograph or record machine company of that era, the name Motorola was born. And until 1984, the company manufactured car radios for numerous makes and models of cars on the road. But when the market became too congested with car companies making their own radios, Motorola switched to primarily making cell phones, starting with the legacy car phone, a popular sight in many a luxury or businessman's car of the 1980s and 1990s. Often as believers in Christ, we are tempted to concentrate on and judge ourselves based on our own performance, as opposed to the power of God and His supremacy. We tend to feel that we aren't good enough, God can't possibly use us, and it's arrogant of us to think otherwise. However, such thoughts are raising our own works over the redeeming power of our Savior. We state unequivocally that we have been saved by the blood of Christ, we have been redeemed, but when it comes to bearing in mind that once we have been saved, we are His. When we are saved by Christ, we must also remember that He will be faithful to keep us, to hold us fast. Sadly, many people live in fear of losing their own salvation, believing that they can at any moment fall away from the faith, losing the gift that Christ died in order to give, a teaching not found in scripture but rather spoken against. Such a view can make the focus so much on our own performance and our own works that we fall into the belief that we must work to achieve our own salvation, or that our righteousness is earned, or at least improved upon somehow, by our own efforts, thus turning the gift of salvation through the grace of God to us into a works-based salvation, a self-earned righteousness. 
but believing that our performance determines how we stand before God is a perversion of the truth. In reality, the opposite is true. Our standing in Christ dictates our performance because good works are the natural and necessary fruit of true salvation, as we read about in Ephesians 2. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. But these good works don't save us or help us maintain some type of losable salvation. In the book of Jude, we read, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Now, author John MacArthur goes in depth on this passage, stating that keep literally means to secure in the midst of an attack. Stumbling refers to falling into sin. Together, those words say that God is powerful enough to prevent us from stumbling into sin and falling away from him, no matter how intense Satan's attacks might be. He will continue to protect and to cleanse us until the day that we enter his glorious heaven perfected. All this being said, we are not to take our sin lightly. We must not take the attitude of sinning because God takes care of it anyway. Rather, may we hate and despise our sin, fighting it like we've spoken about before here on Outlook in Review. And may we always remember and rest in the knowledge that as believers in Christ, as his beloved children who follow him, when we do sin, we are immediately cleansed by the blood of Christ. As we read about in 1 John 1, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. May we always confess our sins to God and fight against them all the while, never questioning the ability and the promises of our Savior. For our Savior loves us so, He will hold us fast. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, He Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review. Outlook in Review.